Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast from Milan and Croatia, uh, from Italy and Croatia. Um, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. Uh, what are we talking about this week, Ivanka? This week we are talking about charity. Talking about charity. And what are we going to say about Because that sounds boring. Uh, yeah, that was your reaction this morning. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about charity in the context of it makes you feel nice sometimes if you do something for charity or if you give money to charity. But there's also the fact that perhaps charity shouldn't need to make up for the shortfalls in welfare. Perhaps this is another way of people self-selecting where they put their aid instead of helping everybody. Uh, it's another libertarian construct. I know there's, I've heard there's some um, religion involved somewhere along the way, but I don't know. Really? People, people who have reacted to me and said, "What? Why would you do that for a charity? Because um, I'm a trustee. <laughs> Why would you even think of doing that? That sort of thing." So, I suppose we could even think about like taxes. The way so we were just talking about how churches in Italy don't pay taxes because yes, you know, whatever. And like, uh, but certainly charities. I think a lot of those are set up as little just tax scheme. Well, certainly Trump charities anyway. Well, yes, there's, um, yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of weird stuff like that. That I mean, your your church point is very valid. In America, I've been listening to the uh, God Delusion. I've not got that far, but I'm you know I, I persevere when I can when I have time. But he 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 uh, bangs on about bangs on he mentions the fact that in america all those tv evangelist types uh yeah. make loads of money you know it's like basically god has said you must give me 800 million dollars or and then you will go straight to heaven and then but that's tax-free and then they build things yeah. and make things and become very wealthy so you know there's all sorts of weirdness uh rum, yeah, you know wrapped charity, up in charity it's... also charity sector in the uk i don't probably everywhere in the world suffering enormously at the moment because all their right. normal um streams of funding are out the window uh all sorts all okay. sorts of subjects michael all sorts well you've certainly convinced me that that sounds it's a very interesting topic <laughs> now so let's and the listener too um yeah, let's go in Michael and Ivanka's video podcast. Right, how's it going, Ivanka? Um, How are you? I am, I'm well. I went for a one kilometre sea swim this morning. With my husband, who's was very nice. How many, uh, like, what's that in, like, calorie burn terms? I don't know. Uh, no. It's... Uh, Is it hard? It sounds hard. I don't think so. I enjoyed it. I have this thing, you know, when you go, I don't know if this happens to you, uh, when I start running or anything, really, the first five, ten minutes are like... Oh, I don't know. I can't breathe. I'm sweaty. I don't like it. I'm going uphill. My legs hurt. I don't want to do it. And then after about, I don't know, five, ten, some indeterminate time, I find my rhythm and then I can just keep mm. going for ages. Uh, it's a bit, the swim this morning, I didn't have the usual, this is really hard beginning of it, but I couldn't find my uh, rhythm to swim. So I was like, right. so I was like swimming a bit of breaststroke, then I was doing a bit of front crawl, and then I was doing a bit of backstroke, then I was treading water and looking around to see what was going mm. on in the world. And then, uh, but then I got in, really into it and uh, it was good. I don't think it's that hard. 
you know, uh, but one of uh, but I did get home and have very much that post exercise. And then let me tell you another thing, and then another thing, and isn't this interesting? And everyone else was like, "Oh, I haven't had this much." Um, oh, so I did dear. that this morning. That was fun. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, that's my big fun. news. Yeah, I had a busy week at work. Yeah. Woke up at half past three this morning. Oh. Too many things in my head. So, uh, well, I only got uh, I only good. got to bed at like two last night and then got up at like seven. So, I mean, that's still five hours, I suppose. But I'm a, I've been the, there's there's the Italian uh, schedule is different to the the, the, the English schedule. Yeah. So we're sort of like not eating till nine and then we've got to like do some jigsaw and then we've got to watch two episodes of Halt and Catch Fire, by which time it's nearly midnight. Then Sharon's got a very long nighttime routine because she has to go and have a shower and then talk to her parents for another half an hour. <laughs> and then we finally, you know, like the wind down process last night till 2am or like certainly one. Have you adopted the afternoon nap yet? <sighs> not yet, but I am. Um, I've been... Um, it's hot because it's 30 degrees here and it's very humid and uh so so by mid-afternoon it starts to get pretty unpleasant to try and work but i've been i've been working through it but then just giving myself this really sort of headaches so um, i've been trying to sort of at least slow down and not worry too much about working every minute of the day but um i'm definitely considering a nap today (laughs) i would recommend it like an afternoon nap i uh I, i've i've started getting the ios 14 your app crashes on ios 14 uh bug reports um so I've, I've, that's kind of urgent too uh i've started saying how i am you have yeah yeah you might as well carry so, on now yeah i might as well carry <laughs> on I, but yeah i'm just um i'm enjoying this house yeah so there we go it's jewish new year oh is it to, to, today so i've got to eat a bloody i've got to eat a fish with the head on it and the tail on it for dinner. It's not very vegan. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, when in Rome. Or Milan, as the case may be. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, so, that, yeah, I don't, I, what else have I. Do you know, this bloody done good release. Oh, uh, yeah. Yesterday. Um, the, the, the thing of like having a bit, having, not, having enough time to work on something then just keeps meaning that I want to make it perfect and then just this whole aspect of the app that has been given me design problems for ages I finally having made that round of changes to the to the how the data is organized last week that I was talking about yesterday I was like you know what this needs to be you just organize your day and then you don't organize your week and then everything just starts to look really standard and normal and comprehensible instead of this weird calendars next to each other and you drag something from one side and there's all different colors and now i'm like oh god i don't want to do any more work on this i need to ship it um but i did start on my uh here's my 15 months um how how i achieved success in app sales which is like this it's a mystery it's like a seven it's like a year detective. story of dumb luck to be honest like if you really look at it like the the pithy one is just uh keep doing things you are interested in and eventually maybe after five years some random thing that you released will pay off just be patient but the other one is like just have a completely seek a sequence of completely random events that are completely out of your control and a string of failures that this as a random byproduct re- let you make a little bit of money for not working on that specific thing for a few months 
and profit. Um, I feel like this is very meandering and my, I am sleep deprived, but maybe it'll be funny because I'm sleep deprived. Let's see. Let's find out, shall we? Well, let's see some footage of something to do with Italy or Croatia or something. Do, 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 do. <laughs> How, what's your charity? Yeah, just <laughs> fucking start. Just start, please. <laughs> so, I think the thing that's made me think about it this week is because of the uh, the fact that I'm a trustee in a charity. Obviously, mm. that's, that's been on my mind because we, like every other charity, are struggling. In our case, because we normally rely on class, the sales uh, of attendance in classes to fund Mm. charitable activities and pay everyone's wages and keep the centre open and all that business, we don't tend to rely on grants and donations and contributions. Uh, But uh, but with COVID, what's happened is that um, we've taken a, a big hit uh, to income and now we're trying to work out how to make up a shortfall in a uh a, in a depleted you know a depleted world so that's quite a a a, 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 a dramatic conversations have been had uh so uh, that's what made so, me start thinking about it so and and the, you're sort of linking this all back to covid and well yeah i mean or, yeah i think there's co- or just generally I think, is it a longer term thing i think co- we were on track to be you know doing more more good things until covid hit and we're mm. not the only ones so for example I, i'm uh, uh, i follow and and no but i'm not yet i wouldn't say i'm friends with yet uh, a woman ceo of a charity in brighton a loneliness charity and she in the first couple of weeks of, of covid they had an 800% increase in demand for right. uh, support from people and it's that mm. aspect of it as well food banks all of these charitable mm. organizations have had a huge increase in demand but no uh, matching increase in support and so things like and some of the things that have been put in place for businesses don't apply to charities some of the things that are so there have been some like rates reductions there have been some solutions being put in place but if your demand has gone up so high then you're never going to be able to meet that shortfall that's not the mm. scenario our particular charities in but um but yeah, that's the the kind of so 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 it just got me to thinking about the fact that um, so I was doing my swimming this morning in the sea, you know, getting a bit yeah. of a rhythm yeah. <laughs> as one does, and then thinking, well, actually, you know, why why does a loneliness charity need to exist? Why does a food bank right. need to exist? Why do we, um, you know, it's all very why why should we be making up for the shortfalls in in um, and maybe loneliness is a an example you the know loneliness is an interesting example, one yeah I, I, that's 
what would what what do they do what does that they one do? have befriending um uh befri- literally like they'll hook if somebody approaches them and say uh, uh, uh with, because they're lonely because they need support they'll be maybe somebody who phones you once a week or comes to have a cup of tea with you or um so they rely on volunteers they run a network of volunteers to help people who are on their own i think in, mm. i've mentioned this stat before like brighton i think it was the Christmas before last, something like 40,000 people um, were declared or, you know, like in a survey, 40,000 people identified themselves as being lonely over Christmas. Um, Mm. So, you know, it's like, it's... Just connecting people to... Yeah. I mean, is it to... Do you know that reminds me of... (laughs) A Robert Lewis story. Oh yes, uh, therapist that we had. Just this one one session where I just said I was like, just I'm just like feeling lonely at the moment. I think and 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 a therapist response is usually, what do you what do you think it is about uh, your life that makes you feel so lonely? And is there something that we can unpack about? He was like, oh well, yeah, I know this uh, comedian and there's another musician. I'll just give you some phone numbers and you can (laughs) make friends, (laughs) make friends with them. I'm like. Yeah, I guess that's the that's what it's you a do. Practical solution. There was sort of no like nonsense. It's just like yeah, well, if you're lonely, just talk to these people. But, that's yeah, I'm like, yeah. is this ethical? <laughs> is this allowed? <laughs> like it makes sense though. You know, I guess we're all coming to you for uh, this sort of thing. But, uh, <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, there's a. But I think that the 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 loneliness is like you know. If it, I think we all have an imaginary. Uh, you know, lines or, or or things that sort of fall on what we consider to be government remit, or and then yes. some things that fall under sort of societal remit or personal responsibility. All those kind of words yeah. and streams, where food and health and education seem to be relatively yeah, universally things. accepted as governmenty things, even mm. with a more um, conservative voter. But then. Mm. Um, you know then it starts being things like loneliness and mental health like often people are like you know there's still that pull yourself together type attitude so people start getting people one hears more or it's it's medical you know Mm. it's it's, it waits you wait till it so that medicine is obviously the other thing that the state is like owns so it sort of has to get medical before it can be dealt with or helped out by the state yeah and meanwhile I think like you know things like youth clubs I'm pretty sure those are in decline. Like the yeah, sort of yeah, state, yeah, 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 yeah. Like anything sort of state run around, like yeah. somewhere for kids to go is, is. I mean, they do parks, I guess, but like, I, I get the feeling. You know, I'm I sort of work above a youth centre, which is obviously struggling at the moment yeah, yeah. because. Uh, but that's like a Christian one, so um, that's is, that's not even a state yeah, thing. Yeah. But you, you you really think? I think the state just wants the uh, commercial everyone to go to the pub to socialize and the idea of people actually uh of actually kind of providing spaces for people to socialize that wasn't a it didn't involve spending loads of money is yeah uh, I, I saw some, conservatives anyway somebody tweeted the other day um that uh there was some story about i don't know maybe that day that pret story came out all the prets needing to close in the city centers and he tweeted you know isn't it time that we start rethinking st- 
the spaces on high streets as some as spaces for community gathering and activities and you know that a lot of those venues just aren't needed anymore we don't you know we we're like we don't have to have um these churches to consumerism i think but anyway (laughs) well i had that argument last night about like why does all this love get lavished on these consumerist monuments now and that used to get lavished on the church it's like i wish we could do put put all that creativity somewhere better than look buy this dress yeah but um uh but yeah i think it doesn't kate rawworth talk about like the death of the commons like those sort of yeah, common yeah, spaces yeah, yeah. it's just sort of eroded by this kind of like everything is property everything is owned by someone everything is so it's some of the nicest um community communal spaces in london now like liverpool street that's all p- private owned and also like the great like king's cross area there's some nice public space but that's all privately owned now so it's like the private sector is picking up the slack that is left by the state uh, but we're talking about charity not the private sector aren't we well but that's the opposite that's tax deductible in a charity way for them <laughs> I, don't I don't know i think you know like there's a there's a there's also this kind of the difference between a not-for-profit and a charity and right. i i've not I, I, I think I should understand the difference better, but I don't. I saw this um, talk by a record label and they were they were sort of talking about doing art, artist development, which is a thing that you, you don't really see anymore. Like the record industry just sort of waits for someone to go viral and then and then gives them a record deal. But no one no one gets like no one gets talent spotted anymore by some like A&R person who can see potential and then like, you know, put in a room with a good producer and all that stuff that used to happen, which I think led to. I mean, everyone who gets old thinks that music used to be better, but I think it led to kind of better music. Um, I mean, it still sort of happens, but it's, I don't know, it happens in a weird way. But I, I did ask, like, how they did that, and it was a non nonprofit charity model. And then the only thing I was going to say was, like, I asked my accountant, like, to look into, like, is there some stuff I could do around this? Because I, I don't really, there's a lot of stuff I do that I wouldn't really expect to be profitable, but I think is valuable and maybe being set up as an actually a not-for-profit might be a better way of doing it but um they were just like no we just do it contractors really that's a bit of a stumbling block yeah. sometimes but i think i think the general you know if you're a social enterprise or one of these uh set up in that way then it's all working on the assumption that everyone's getting a decent wage but any there are there is no share of dividends the dividends get reinvested into something yeah. like uh supporting artists or and I, I, I uh, like community you know, program I'm not, I'm not making money you know, I mean, to buy a yacht i'm trying to make money to put into <laughs> making more things it's like that you know sort of the film companies they make all this money to make more films the the, the best ones I mean, sure, they like the money as well. But anyway, charity. Yeah. So obviously now I'm sort of getting more embedded in this slightly different, a different society that I've never lived in as a grown up, uh, in a, still in a small, but in a small place as well, in a small community. And so rather than there being this 
that there's not so much of this uh, presence of, you know, people knocking on your door and getting you to sign up for stuff or people on the high street getting you to sign up for monthly donations. That stuff sort of isn't present or visible to Mm. me. Um, But then the other day there was uh, somebody posted, one of the women I I like and I'm sort of, you know, she's one of the other mums, she posted on Facebook that um, she knows of somebody who can't afford to kit her kids out for school this year. So can everybody chip in please and give us a hand, which is, you know, a very direct way of doing charity without calling it charity so you know yeah I I had I you know I gave her some money made a contribution but um but she would have been just as happy if I'd have gone shopping and bought some stuff like you know she gave a list of things they needed and I don't I don't know how that's different the difference between next door as well there's been the occasional post recently like I'm hungry (laughs) can someone like really like uh, you know there's the people actually just kind of like asking for help on on uh, next door uh, but it's you always, oh you always you always I kind of always have this fantasy that if any of us gets in trouble then there'll be that it's a wonderful life ending and everyone will chip in and help out but I don't know I, I think occasionally you hear of a kickstarter being started for someone and it's a heartwarming story but that's yeah. you can't that's no way to run things um, no, it's not. It's no way for the world. To, I mean, and it and it and it and, it, and, it, and chat. What gets charity tends to be the sort of salacious stuff, the hungry Ethiopian child, like malnourished. You know that sort of things that sort of tug people's heartstrings and get them to donate some money. Meanwhile, a lot of places that charity would also help don't look as people are like. Oh, it'll be all right. So yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, think you yeah. can't, if you just funnel it through people's emotional reactions to seeing certain types of problems, it, it sort of focuses, and, and not that these problems shouldn't be focused on, but a lot of stuff's going to slip between the gaps there, between the cracks, like families not yeah. having enough. I, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I... I don't know what I think charities do, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, well, I think I, that, I've got well, my Amnesty International thing and they, you know, they sort of write, do the letter writing and the human rights and all that kind of thing. And that sort of makes sense to me. And that's obviously like activity that needs to be done and someone needs to be doing. And that would never really fall under a government umbrella. No, they're, 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 but they're sort of like charities. They're kind of charity lobbyists. I mean, ultimately, they should be hoping to not have to exist anymore. You know, Greenpeace should be hoping to not have to exist anymore. Mm. They should be able to, you know, put sufficient pressure that the law, international laws change. Everything is, ah, and then they all retire and go and (laughs) do whatever they they want. Just the goal of all charities uh, not to have uh, to exist. Well, it should be, shouldn't Uh, it? I suppose so. Brighton Natural Health Centre. But that's a different thing because it's serving the community on a daily basis in a not-for-profit way. It's like sort of, it, and it's uh, expanding access to classes and making them available to more people. I don't know if that that sort of stuff would ever be available free. I don't know, you know, like, or should it be? I don't know what the. I don't know. I wish, I, you know, I, I wish <laughs> like stuff that everybody could benefit from. Like, can you just yeah. imagine, like? If we got rid of all this, you know, these national borders, <laughs> this yeah, yeah. idea that one country is going to attack another country all the time and take their stuff. Yeah, yeah. And instead, you know, just all these, this construct that was set up by kings back in the old days to say, no, I own up to that bit. 
and that bit and now everything that's found in there that has to come to me and now these are so if you got rid of all that and just had like and you had all that military money (laughs) just instead just went let's just make it really nice what does what do you what does everyone need gym stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool yeah like what uh, natural health facilities cool yeah Yeah, yeah. what about like a big like bar where you can just go and like get a drink for yourself and just hang out and what about maybe there's some you know waiters and stuff what if that you know like (laughs) like like an all-inclusive life instead of like what is the bear what is the what is the stuff we need to provide to have people not die if it was like well what is stuff that everyone likes you know well it's interesting yeah you know that we can get this is an interesting yeah yeah this is an interesting uh vein to 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 tap in some ways because like i've been doing as it coincidentally uh i've been starting to do another project with another social care um uh, another council on social care and uh the big thing in social care is is called uh strength-based assessments so but but which sounds yes strength strength based but which sounds a bit it i don't know i think that it's mislabeled but what it basically means is yes 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 i understand that you need to get out of bed in the morning and we need to you need to make a cup of tea but what do you actually like doing right what would make you happy you know is it if if we could manage to work towards you being able to walk down the road buy your own newspaper have a cup of tea in the cafe and come home. Mm. Is that what would be? Oh, I'd love that. You know, so it's kind of yeah. identifying what makes people happy and then constructing. So it might start with, you know, uh, finding some walking aid or uh, taking having somebody go with you to the place until you feel more confident or whatever it might be. Letting the mm. person in the shop know that you've got an emergency. You know, I don't know. I don't know the solutions, but the but the because I am not a social care mm. designer. Um, but the but the idea of this approach is to start with the what makes you happy yeah and then work back from that via the practical and i you know what what is and that's called know, strength that's based based why yeah. is it called strength i don't know based. i suppose it's finding your strengths but oh, i don't know i don't know i'm sure there's some history that's it's not it's not my job mate to understand no. the social care but i but, but, but it that is does, <laughs> but that touches on sometimes like you know i wonder like because it's sometimes a lot of charities have this image of um you sort of go well loads of that money's being spent on bureaucracy and administration and it's being blah, blah, blah. where's the money actually going and and then and when you talk about it, it's like okay well let's figure out what makes you happy and then we'll buy you a walking stick and like in welfare there's a lot of i mean i like the idea that you actually talk to someone and kind of agree together but a lot of like welfare and charities sort of like here's the thing that we think you need yeah uh, we're going to make all the decisions on your behalf. Spend yeah. the money. We'll hold on to the money and give you some. some st- yeah. And in the worst case, it's like Donald Trump throwing uh, tissue rolls of yeah. paper at people and going, "Hey, I'm helping you." <laughs> um, but um, Rutger Bregman's book, he talks about like people know what they need money for, so just give yeah. them the money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, just cut uh, yeah. out all this kind of, I know better than you. I'm, I know how I'm going to look after your money and, like, give you money. And if you apply for money for this or that. No, if and then just the fact that they were able to, I mean, obviously, like, a a family, some a, someone with kids or whatever, they know exactly what they need to spend their money on yeah, yeah, so if yeah. you give them the money. But even, like, they did it with heroin addicts. And even then, when they had, like, a regular predictable amount of money and they would sort of, 
it wouldn't just all immediately go on drugs as everyone thinks it would. Like they were able to start kind of creating some, you know, able to some start sort of getting it, yeah. out of the problems. So um, uh, this, yeah. uh, this is obviously like a welfare charity thing, but like I, I, I like the idea of that charity that just gives people the money directly and doesn't... But, that, that, yeah. but then that's why I like the universal basic income thing because there's, there's this whole like eligibility requirement with um, any kind of welfare and that sort of ends up taking a lot of resources deciding if someone is worthy, worthy and presented worthy, themselves yeah. as needy enough or having yeah, yeah. enough need that we deign to like give yeah, them yeah, yeah. their four pounds a month yeah. like to buy you know whatever it is and um, so it's you always come back to that question like who deserves to get this free money I work yeah, for yeah. a living have you heard that Dolly Parton story I told you recently she does quite a lot for she gives away a lot of money and mm. literally she, there's a she did a thing where the the town she comes from basically there was a huge fire and hundreds of people lost their homes and mm. what she decided to do was to give everybody who had lost their home a thousand dollars a month no questions asked no need right. to return it so she basically did a ubi experiment right but um but she's one of those people it's like you know what do you need you need cash is cash you know yeah. spend it on whatever you want to and people you know it makes a difference i think but i think that but that's definitely shouldn't be charity need to be charity in my no, view that should be. be like if you're in that much need society should have some sort of it shouldn't rely on the whim of a philanthropist no, regardless no, no, no. of or of, of or the whim of a you know charities trustee board or something it should be it's those safety nets should exist um so I, but i think what that another thing we've sort of hit upon is the different types of charities so you've got your amnesty greenpeace who want to change society you've got mm. your food banks who are just picking up the slack massively yeah. just who are picking up the slack and then you've got charities like things like the bright natural health center that's an education charity really it's there it's set up it's it's intention is to give people the opportunity to learn how to look after themselves that's the idea of it is that you know by putting on classes making them working to make them as accessible as possible putting on specific community programs that people have you know, have a choice of what class to attend and they can you know that was the idea so it's never had as part of it any therapists or any you could mm. you don't go and have things done to you <laughs> you go and do things that help you learn about yourself and what suits you for your health and movement um so i suppose in no that that regard go on and what's what's the clientele like there like oh, is it because i'm like picturing the hierarchy of needs it's like okay maybe it's people that is it is it is it hung, it's not probably hungry people it's probably people looking for I, a bit more meaning or a bit more sort of basic well, health i mean it's, be, it's people who are um I mean, there is quite a diverse mix of people, for mm. sure. Um, it has a... Um, but it's it's people who have chosen to attend a class, but there's a whole variety yeah. of ages. Do they seem needy? Do they seem like needy yeah, people? they're just people who want to go <laughs> and do... Like I don't know what people. the need... They're people that needy. want to do stuff, but... That's like what, a Jesus word, isn't it? Help yeah, needy. the needy. Give to the needy. A needy. It's a funny word. Um what what we are able to do, for example, is go and say so this. We exist as a centre and people come to us. And then we have community programmes where we go out and find people who don't 
come looking for us. So we'll mm. put on a class for women refugees okay. specifically who are a particular group or we'll put on a class for um, teenage mums or we'll put on a class, but we'll go and find them in which mm. case it's fun. They don't have to um, pay to attend. It's just something that we can provide for them uh, with with the cooperation of some other organisation usually. Um, so it's kind of a, so the, 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 existing you know the the um, being in a place where we can charge people to come to classes any money that we make gets reinvested in Mm. more classes we're able to run classes that don't have huge attendance but they do have regular devoted attendees because we're not just we as trustees you have a huge responsibility to look at the profit margins and the viability of anything but Mm. we're able to put on more diversity of classes so maybe to attract more people who you know i don't want to go to yoga but i'll try hula hooping that sounds fun or um you know what you know so so um but if you've if you're if you've got to put all your profits and you've got a, a somebody who's expecting a dividend, then you make decisions yeah. slightly differently. Do you think there's a sort of slightly less focus on obsession with efficiency when you're doing charity? But I think there's probably I don't know, it depends more. on the charity, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> I think you have to weirdly be. So we have a responsibility as well to make sure we're paying our staff a proper living wage. That we've got all policies and you know, like we take uh, we look at the sustainability not just in terms of of environmental sustainability but business sustainability and community Mm. sustainability but if you're running as a charity you have there is an opportunity to look at running things you can have more stakeholders at the table maybe that's a good way of putting it so so instead of you're just answering to a board of people who just want the best return for their dividends Mm. you've got you can say well whilst that might cost us this much money it will attract a whole new group of people to classes or this year we can take this money and um i don't know uh, join forces with a whole different charity and find so you you're just not you're not you're just not looking to maximize those more diverse types of stakeholders perhaps yes i think maybe that's the because you're like my investment needs to make a three percent gain or or yeah, we just have a huge responsibility to make sure that we stay afloat and yeah. can afford all our bills. But we okay. don't have a, re- a, a responsibility to, you know, have a big Christmas party. So you were saying like someone was shocked that you volunteer. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, basically. And I was shocked that they were shocked mm. and I've never met them for coffee since. But it's a weird thing to like, it's, I just found it very odd that somebody would be so flat. It was like, but why would you do that? 
it's just such an odd thing to say. I mean, I mean my, re- my reaction is more like, how do you find time in your life to do that? Well, that's a different... So I tried to, like, I tried to get involved with something. And it was interesting because I was like, okay, well, I talked to this homeless charity person and, like, I was imagining, like, I was volunteering for maybe, like, spooning out some soup or whatever the hell those places do. But they were like, oh, we could probably use someone, you know, like, some organisation in the office and, like, sort of sort out the computers and blah. And like, yeah. oh, yeah, so, like, if I did do some stuff with a charity, it would be kind of like an organisational level rather than, like, his... But, but I think that's... Bread. But I- yeah, that's one of the things that I was speaking to, speaking to the woman that um, deals with rough sleepers in Brighton from the mm. council. She goes, I've got do-gooders wanting to hand out cups of tea, left, right and centre. And she goes, what I need is I need a pot of cash that I can help people with their deposits for flats mm. because that's what I need. So I need people that can help me get that money. So if you do PR, do PR. If you do fundraising, do, I mean, we kind of this desire to volunteer your you know you're handing out cups of tea and duvet skills yeah anybody can do that but not yeah. everybody is a p- professional pr person or professional it or knows how to fix a computer or whatever it might mm. be so I, I think donating your actual skills to something you know your yeah. professional skills is a i've definitely a satisfying thing for sure and it allows you to develop those skills and it's a different team dynamic as well because a board of trustees, nobody's earning any money. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, and you know, everyone gets that week where they're like, oh, wasn't I doing all the work, you know, last quarter or isn't it, you know, isn't it? Time? But you end up, that's just how it is. Like sometimes yeah. depending on what your skills are, you'll be called upon more in different periods. It's a good thing for the CV. Like mm-hmm. if yeah, you do yeah, want to yeah, yeah. like if you don't want to sort of like if you're younger and you want to feel like if you want to actually do something meaningful and like your options are sort of some entry level data entry job that is really competitive to get because you've got nothing on your CV versus like actually volunteering your time because you probably still got a little bit of a of a safety net from whatever like student. Uh, stuff or like I don't know you're still kind of young your parents are still probably like okay we'll support you for another few months like that's probably a good time to do a bit of uh, volunteer work and just knowing that it doesn't have to be um, you know if you studied graphic design at university then maybe you can do some graphic design for this charity because that'll probably help it doesn't have volunteering doesn't we have this idea that volunteering means handing out cups of tea exactly which yeah it doesn't have to be. I mean, I think the only the only thing to watch out for is people who are uh, who could pay and aren't. <laughs> there's yeah, there's a like, difference. Yeah, like that, companies, that not t- yeah companies. You know, like going to oh, do yeah, free right. internships and stuff no, no, like no, that. I'm talking about for charity. No, don't mm. like go and do a free internship, please. I mean, <laughs> let's not let's not let things go that way. It's bad enough that our labour is farmed by the wealthy. <laughs> But when they don't even pay us anything, it's just the final insult, isn't it? Um, Anyway, I mean, I haven't, I don't think I've really volunteered for very much. I think the last thing that you could call volunteering I did was that thing where you can make the... uh, The mentoring uh, thing. The the Lizzie Hodgson thing. But But that that was unusual for me. But that's, (laughs) but you see, but that's... 
it's, it, that sort of thing is unusual for me, but mm. I could do it because it happened that I was free that day and that time, you know, the time I did it. Mm. Um, but but I what I do, I admire people, for example, who volunteer as child mentors or student mentors. I just can't do that. I One of the reasons I've never done that is because I know I cannot guarantee to, I just don't live a life where I know I can turn up every two weeks for six months and be a constant mm. presence in someone's life but as a trustee for example I can dip it you know I can I can get involved when he's need when it's needed this week has been very inconvenient for me mm. to have charity work to do because I've been really busy with work mm. uh, but that's the that's what that's the responsibility you sign up for so then you've got to find the time to do what needs to be done Okay, no... so I mean, does it? So, how long have you been doing this? Particularly, how long? Eight, eight years. <laughs> and um, would you say that, as a net thing to do, that you are happy about? Like, d- does it yes. make you feel warm and fuzzy that you're doing it? It is does. What I'm trying to ask. I I have enjoyed the yes yes yes. I how have does enjoyed... it just compare? Like, so for people that haven't tried it, like, how does the feeling of working hard on something maybe a bit thanklessly that's to do with a charity versus the same thing for a commercial interest? I think I think it's actually uh, it's just different. There's a weird different pressure because it's not if it's not to do with your survival or your bills that you need to pay it's completely um you know the only thing really on the line is your reputation perhaps um you're forced to meet people you wouldn't otherwise meet you're Mm. forced to think about things in a way you wouldn't otherwise um Mm. i've i have enjoyed it's not been eaten straightforward like there's the same sort of personality dynamics that there are anywhere in any team of people there's the same sort of but ultimately everybody's come to the table because they have chosen to contribute their time and so there is a particular attitude they've not sort of gone oh I better do this contract because or you know there's no other it's like so so there's there's um so I think the net benefit for me is be- I just like it I was trying to articulate to myself at one point it's like it's satisfying I do feel part of that community in a way mm. and it's a community I would never have normally discovered uh and so uh and I do think that I have something to add <laughs> that's yeah. the other thing that's satisfying it's like no when I arrived they're still using lotus notes oh lovely I've been listening <laughs> that's in Holt and Catch Fire that lotus <laughs> notes they're trying to support it in 1985 well they were, <laughs> we were still trying to support it in 2011 that's so you know uh so you know I I've I, I have left I've definitely um helped contributed towards some change some positive change uh which is also satisfying but and is it definitely like and i know this is always the conclusion i've reached is helping people makes you happy does it make you happy sometimes (laughs) (laughs) i think it does it's like uh i think it's you know i it's just i don't know whether it's either some people do it and some people don't (laughs) well no it doesn't matter well this Does it make you well, it, happy? That's okay. what I asked. Not the thing that people. woke me up at 3.30 in the morning was not work and it wasn't my family. It was like, I sent an email last night to do with a charity and I was like, oh, what are they, you know, what are the responses going to be? That is not nice. Okay. Because... But it's like a job in that sense. Like, in that sense, it's like, because there's still, like I say, there's still the personalities. Yeah. But 
uh, but at the same time, uh, actually coming up with the ideas and knowing that you've, you know, you have a view that you've tested elsewhere and you know is a good idea. It's like, no, this is what we're going to do. And it's a little bit less of, so yes, does it make me happy overall? Net, net yes, okay. on an individual day, maybe not. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can make just make sure you subscribe to Grand po- on grandpodcast.com um, on your podcast app or on YouTube where, where there's videos. Um, where can people find you on the interwebs, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter. We've got a Patreon. We got a new supporter today. Welcome, new supporter. Patreon.com slash grandpodcast. And I've got a, if you're interested in happiness, all that kind of thing, my company is called Good To Hear. If you go to goodtohear.co.uk slash free, I've done this little ebook called Tracking Happiness and you can get started on my little weekly emails where I talk about hacking your happiness and things like that not your happiness but I don't know just like some things I've learned over the years and then also tying that into some apps I've made and then do you want to just I mean we've been talking about it so if you'd like to go to brightonnaturalhealthcentre.org.uk and just join a class you don't have to you can give us money if you'd like to we will put it to good use I assure you but if you want to simply join a class that's all we need from you excellent and that's brightonnaturalhealthcentre.org.uk okay um, off we go then see you next week bye 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 bye